You are listening to Podcasting for Introvert Entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Cliff Duvenois, and this is episode four. Welcome to Podcasting for Introvert Entrepreneurs, where it's all about podcasting, business, and mindset for the introvert entrepreneur. I'm your podcast coach and fellow introvert, Cliff Duvenois. And now, I'm with the show. Hello, my fellow introvert entrepreneurs. I hope you're doing well. Today, I want to share with you probably it's going to be one of those episodes that's going to be something that I'm going to be referencing quite often uh, as time goes by. This episode here, I want to share with you my podcasting framework. I'm a podcast coach. I'm also working on creating this really dynamic podcast course for entrepreneurs that's just simply going to rock your world. And yes, I believe that with every fiber of my being because there's this huge hole in the podcasting space and I'm going to slip right in there and I'm going to help these entrepreneurs that really want to use podcasting to be able to grow their business. So before I get started with my framework today, And I want to make sure that I share something with you because this is important. This is going to be kind of serve as my public service announcement. The internet is completely flooded with coaches. And I think I saw something on LinkedIn or something where there are more business coaches out there than there are businesses, which is amazing. Now, there's really no certification process. There's no courses that you have to take. Literally, you can wake up one day and just simply decide, hey, you know what? I'm going to be a coach. And then you just update all your social media profiles to show that you're a coach and you can go out there and start getting clients. Now, what separates a real coach from a not so real coach in my mind is one simple thing. You can talk about certification. Definitely, there are programs out there that offer certification. I've seriously considered getting mine, uh, but that's another topic for uh, another episode. But the one thing that separates the real coaches from the not so real coaches is one thing, and that is a framework. A real coach has a framework that consistently delivers results for their clients. It is just that easy. Now, it's not about finally getting a client and getting on a call with them and saying, hey, you know what? I've got a bunch of ideas and praying like crazy that one of them works. Now, from a client standpoint, if you're going to go out and hire a coach, you're going to hand over money to them. You want to make sure that there's some kind of a framework that's in place that's going to be able to help you to see some measure of success, whether you're a life coach or a business coach or a couples coach or anything else like that. Having that framework is absolutely important. So one of the things that I've been seeing lately on Facebook is there's a guy out there, Dave Ramsey. He's got his financial peace university. He's got, like I think it's a seven step framework to help people with their finances, paying off debt, investing their money, you know, wisely to, I think his thing is, uh, you know, if you, if you're willing to live like no one else, then one day you can live like no one else. I think that's like his tagline. Anyways, he's got financial coaches that are out there now and they have to go through, he's got a certification process. But the thing is, is that they have a framework, right? So Dave Ramsey has a seven-step framework that if you get the, and you read the Total Money Makeover, he actually outlines it inside of the book. But this framework gets you results. And it doesn't matter if you are buried in, in credit card debt and student loan debt and all these other things like that, 
or if you have no debt and both you and your spouse are working, you're making money like crazy, his framework can help you. If you are seeking financial help, his, fr his framework can help you. Okay. So just make sure that when you're, when you're talking to a coach and dealing with a coach, just ask them a simple question. What is the framework that you use to get your clients a result? And if they can't explain it or they don't have one, then I would advise using caution to actually hire them. Okay. So that's my public service announcement. Now that I got that away, I want to share with you a little bit more about, about my framework. Now, little did I know that when I started my podcast way back in the day, like circa 2016, that that was actually when my framework was going to start to come together. Now, as I said before, I didn't know what I was doing. The podcast gurus were putting out all this free content online. I just did what they did. And as I shared before, I basically learned how to do it wrong. My podcast was sucking up 10 to 12 hours every single week of my life. But the thing that I didn't like about it was the level of stress that came with it because, you know, I, I have to get clients, I've got bills to pay, and I need to get clients right away. And I thought podcasting would be able to do this for me. But not only that, as I wasn't seeing very many downloads from the podcast, so that was actually getting disheartening. People were telling me they loved the podcast and they liked the podcast, but most of the people that were listening to my podcast were people that already knew me. So the thing is, is that when you're operating under stress, it's not too long before you crack. That's when your podcast slips into pod fade because of all of this stress that's coming on. Now, it would actually take me years before I finally stumbled onto one simple fact that the podcast gurus either don't want to talk about or maybe they're not even aware about it, right? So let me share with you this story. Now, I would pivot my business throughout the years. And I would always, whenever I pivoted my business, I would always start like a podcast, right? Because I really do believe that podcasting is the platform that can yield the, not only the best results, but awesome results, right? It allows you to be able to scale getting your message out to the world. I'm having a conversation with my marketing mentor at that time, and I was sharing with him my frustration around podcasting. And he agreed with me. Podcasting is a very powerful platform. But the one thing that the podcast gurus were always saying was that, oh, you put your podcast out there and you got to edit it and you got to think about microphone and all this other stuff. But they were also saying too that you put it out there and you're going to have to wait 16 to 18 months before you see any real traction or get any kind of results. And I was sharing with them my frustration about this whole thing, taking 10 to 12 hours and having to wait all this time to get results. And he asked me, according to who? And I responded with, well, the podcast gurus. Well, then he asked, well, is podcasting your product or your service? And I said, no. And then he asked, well, if podcasting isn't your product, why do you have to wait 18 months to get results? And then that's when it hit me. Podcasting isn't podcasting just for the sake of podcasting. Podcasting is a part of your business because it serves a business reason behind it. Now, some people will say, oh, well, I want to start a podcast because it's a great way to do marketing. Well, okay. But what's the reason behind the podcast? Is it because you want to be a keynote speaker? Is it because you're a plumber and you want to build your network? Is it because you want to get clients? Is it because you want to generate leads? 
podcasting serves so many different purposes. And what I saw from the podcast gurus was that they were applying a one-size-fits-all philosophy to podcasting. Now, I know this because when you go and you watch their material, you watch their videos online, and I trust me, I watch them all the time because I'm hoping against hope that one day I will see somebody put out some real content that actually talks about this. But what they do talk about is they talk about, you got to get a good microphone. You got to have good recording equipment, right? You got to get a a podcast host. I recommend Libsyn, right? That's a very popular one that they will recommend. Basically everything you need to start a podcast. But what they don't talk about is what is the business reason behind your podcast? When you start to define what the business reason is for your podcast, then you can start to map out your expectations. So part of my stress was the fact that I didn't feel like enough people were downloading my episodes. But you know what? If I understood the business reason behind it and what purpose the podcast served, I wouldn't even have paid attention to downloads because that wasn't important to me. Why? Because when you start to define the business reason behind it, the very first question that I always ask my clients is this. Are you a podcaster or are you an entrepreneur with a podcast? Now I get it. Technically, in the English language, being a podcaster is somebody who podcasts, right? I get it. But you know, in a business sense, there's a difference because when you are a podcaster, your sole product is your podcast. You are producing episodes, putting them out there, wanting to grow your audience, maybe get to a thousand episodes or 10, or I'm sorry, a thousand downloads or 10,000 downloads or a hundred thousand downloads, right? That is your product. But when you're an entrepreneur with a podcast, then your main business is something else, right? The product or service that you use is different. So for instance, you're a plumber and you want to use podcasting to help grow your business. You're a social media marketing manager. You want to use a podcast to help grow your business. You're a keynote speaker. You are an author and you want to use podcasting to be able to grow your business. Those are two completely different animals and it's something that is just simply not talked about enough. Because the podcast gurus, they got their start 10, 12 years ago in podcasting because podcasting became their product. It became the core of their business. And people will always teach what they know, right? So for them, this is what they teach because this is what they know. So now when they're telling you, oh, you know, go out there and produce content every single day. If you build it, they will come and you'll see results in 16 to 18 months. I'm going to be honest with you, my friends, completely transparent here. I want to make sure that I drive this point home. The days of if you build it and they will come, they are over. If this was 2012 or 2014, that probably rang true. And most of these podcast gurus, this is when they got their start. And this is what they tell people to do, right? You go and you buy their course or you enroll in their program and they say, oh, you'll see results in 16 or 18 months. But today, starting a podcast out today, you're out there competing with the other 12 million podcasts that are out there. Now, this, this isn't like, I'm not saying this to depress you or to make you feel bad or to talk you out of starting a podcast, not at all. Because this gives you a unique opportunity to do something special with your podcast that nobody's really talking about. Because while there's 2 million podcasts that are out there that you're basically competing with for attention, 60 to 80% of those podcasts are going to slip into pod fade. 
They're going to stop producing episodes after eight episodes or even 10 episodes. Why? First off, I honestly believe in my heart of hearts. They don't understand the difference between being an entrepreneur with a podcast and a podcaster. And their expectations are not aligned with the business reason behind their podcast. So once you understand that, now your barometer of success for your podcast is able to change. I mean, it's just that easy. So back then when I started my podcast back in 2016, I would not have been so depressed looking at the download numbers and saying to myself, why aren't more people downloading my podcast? Because that wasn't the barometer of success for me, right? I no longer had to question if my podcast was worth it or not, because believe it or not, I was actually on the right track back in the day, but I just didn't understand the business reason behind it because nobody shared that with me. And more importantly, I didn't pick up on it. So the only reason why I said, like I said before, the only reason why I stuck with podcasting is because I actually got a client and they said, oh, it was your podcast when you shared the specific story. So it would take years before that one conversation with my marketing mentor opened my eyes to the difference between being a podcaster and an entrepreneur with podcasting. And yes, I I know I've said that a couple of times now, (laughs) but it's absolutely true. You don't have to wait 16 to 18 months to get a result. Okay. So once you've got the business reason established, you've got your expectations aligned with what it is that a podcast is going to do for your business. The next part of the framework involves your actual podcast production. This is where a lot of people fall down. And this is where I broke because simply put, I was spending 10 to 12 hours every single week to edit a 30 minute episode. I was doing exactly what the podcast gurus told me to do. And I was working like crazy to be able to produce this really high-end quality episode and get it out there. And you know what? A lot of people complimented me on the quality of my episodes. Now, to get around this, right, a lot of the podcast gurus out there were saying, oh, well, you know what? You should farm out your podcast production. You should hire somebody to do it. Now, if you've got the means to do it, you definitely should. As long as you understand how the podcasting relates back to your, the business strategy that is behind it, because podcast production is a recurring fee. And if you're doing a weekly episode, it is something that's going to cost you money. Now, when I started my podcast back in the day, I did not have the financial resources to hire somebody to do it for me. I had to do it myself. And I suspect that there's a lot of people listening to this podcast episode right now that don't have the financial means to be able to do it. Or maybe you found somebody that's like really super dirt cheap and that is saving your bacon. Okay, so be it. But when I was doing my episodes myself, using the techniques that the podcast gurus told me to use, like I said, 10 to 12 hours every single day. So what it is, is they created a process from 10 or 12 years ago And they would probably teach their process maybe to a virtual assistant or somebody that they actually hired. And that's the process that they have been using ever since because it delivers results, right? This is what they're seeing. Think about McDonald's and their hamburgers, right? Very little has changed since the first days of McDonald's and they can bring out a hamburger so fast, right? So people will always teach what they know. It's that easy. Now, for me, when I use their processes, I struggled. Now, don't get me wrong. I love processes. You need a process. As an introvert, as an engineer, I love processes. They, you teach me how to do something, 
and I can do it again and again and again, right? Once I understand the process that was behind it. Well, the podcast gurus were coming out. They're the experts, right? These are the people that are hanging there. You know, oh, this is how much money I made last month for my podcast, right? They're hanging it on their website. They're bragging about it. So I actually took what they had to say as gospel, right? These guys know what they're doing, but it would take years, right? Right about the same time that I was talking to my marketing uh, mentor, it would take years before I realized, you know what? There's got to be a better way. There's got to be better processes. There has to be newer software out there because I started seeing that these people were, you know, their episodes 10, 12 years old. They're like their podcast, like 10, 12 years old. So I thought maybe there's something new that's out there, right? As an engineer, I love to follow processes, but more importantly, I love to make processes more efficient. If I'm going to spend my time doing something, I like to figure out the best way, the best use of my time to be able to do this. And this applies to everything, by the way, right? Here's an example. It takes me, or it took me anyways, about two hours to cut the grass in the yard, right? I would get on the lawnmower. I was taught as a kid, this is how you do it. And I've been doing it that way ever since. <laughs> One day I realized, I was like, you know what? I don't like spending two hours mowing my lawn, right? And you know, somebody come by, they could cut it for 200 bucks. I get it. But I wonder if there's a better way that I could do this. So I climbed onto YouTube. And I actually did a search for how to cut your grass like more efficiently. And believe it or not, I stumbled across this industrial engineer who experimented with different ways cutting the grass in his yard. And you know what? He came up with a way and he actually said that this cut the amount of time that he spent cutting his grass in half. Same yard, size didn't change. And I said, you know what? I'm going to try it. I've got nothing to lose, right? So I go out there and I try his method. Well, I went from two hours down to 45 minutes just because I was willing to dedicate the time to research and see if there was a better way to come up with the process. So now with podcasting, I actually sit down because a lot of times when I go out there and I do a search for podcast process, I'm stumbling across these same podcast gurus who are talking about how they've you know, been doing it for the last 10 years or 12 years. So that was useless to me. So what I had to do is my first step is map out my entire process, i.e. list every single step that it was taking for my podcast. And this is everything from getting guests to recording the episodes to post-production or editing the episodes. Now, when I had that entire process on paper and it was long, there was a lot, a lot of steps in this process. But now that I had the entire process mapped out in front of me, I could actually go back at every single step and just ask myself a single question. And it started with, is this step 100% necessary in order to produce an episode? Will the world collapse? Will the government fall if I skip this particular step? Once I went through my list and started identifying steps that I could skip, right? That was saving me time, which was great. The less steps I have to do, the better. And then what I would do is I would go back and I would take a look and say, okay, is there a way that I could do this better, right? Is there some kind of a piece of software or something out there that can help me to be able to do this? So here's an example. I love Auphonic, right? It is an absolutely great tool. And I was told back in the day, that you should use Auphonic because it helps you to produce a high quality episode. And for me, I used it because every now and then I would interview somebody and they would talk really soft. So here it is. My voice is booming in the podcast episode and you can barely hear them. 
So now you're playing with the volume knob in your car, right? Every time you ask your guest a question, you got to turn up the volume in order to hear what the guest is saying. Auphonic takes care of all of that, right? Which is awesome. Now, what I would do is I would upload the episode in Auphonic, right? And there's like 10 or 12 different options that you can pick from, you know, different things that, you know, was totally cool. Actually, the come think about it, it was more like 15 to 20 different options that you could pick from. And I picked out the ones that worked best, the ones that were recommended to me. I would upload the file. I would wait five to 10 minutes for the file to become complete. Then I would download the file and then I would upload it into Libsyn, which was my hosting provider that all the podcast gurus told me to use. That entire process would take about 30 minutes total, right? For me to get the episode, select all the different options from the different drop-down menus, upload it, wait, and then download it, and then upload it to Libsyn, right? 30 minutes. Well, when I started taking a look at Auphonic, right? And at that time, I was like, you know what? I need Auphonic, right? I need this tool because I don't know if my episodes are going to all come out the same or not. Well, what I found out, I took the time to actually sit down and explore Auphonic. And the first thing I saw in there was that you can actually save presets. So I could go in there and out of these, you know, 15 different options that I could pick from, 90% of them are going to be the same from episode to episode. So I could actually save those as a preset, like a, like a template, so to speak. Then I discovered something else. Auphonic would actually, when it got done processing the episode, it would actually send the episode directly from the Auphonic server to Libsyn. So there was no more of this downloading or uploading. So basically, when I implemented the presets, when I started saying, okay, automatically transfer the file from, from uh, Auphonic to Libsyn, that entire 30-minute process went down to three minutes. Now, this was awesome. This was great. Now, the best part about this was that I could actually start this process and then walk away from my computer. I could meet with a potential client or grab lunch or do something else like that. I didn't have to be chained to my computer. I could just say, all right, go ahead and do this. And I could go on and move on to another task, whatever that might be. I would come back to my computer later on. The episode's uploaded in the Libsyn. All I have to do is say, okay, schedule and release it on this particular day. But that wouldn't have happened if I didn't take a look at every single step in my process, womb to tomb, so to speak. There's something that happens when you take a process that's in your head and then you put it down on paper. Once you do that, once you see everything you're doing, that allows you to be able to go back to it and say, hey, is this step really important? And if it is important, is there a way that I can automate it? Because truth be told, like I said before, the podcast gurus are teaching what they know and what they know a lot of them 10, 12 years out of date. Now, I do see one of the podcast gurus out there that will produce content that will talk about new stuff that is out there on the market, right? Look at this amazing stuff that you can use for your podcast. But are they using that software in their podcast production or are they using the exact same thing that they've been using for the last 10 or 12 years? Now, for a lot of these podcast gurus that are out there, I haven't seen them adopt new software in their process. They will come out and they'll talk about it. They're like, oh man, this is really awesome. This is really great. But as far as them actually adopting it into their process to be able to come back and say, you know what? There's this new piece of software. I showcased this in this video or this podcast episode back in the day, and it's now become a part of my production process. It has eliminated three hours you know, from my podcast production process or something else like that. That's what they're not talking about. So 
there's a difference between going out there and talking about the new software and saying, hey, there's this really cool stuff out here versus actually embracing it and using it. Right. That's the key difference for me. So now the amount of time that I was spending on a podcast episode, it dropped from 12 hours down to four. That was amazing. And as time has gone by and I've reexamined my process from time to time, my time to do a podcast episode has gone from four hours down to two. Now, just think about that in the grand scheme of things. Going from 12 hours down to two, that's literally getting one day of my week back. That to me is just simply amazing. And because I've got the process down pat, because I understand the process, because I understand the tools and I can leverage the software out there, I actually spend more time creating the episode than I do editing the episode. Now, to me, that's a complete role reversal because before to create the episode was typically about an hour, right? That would be the amount of time that I would take to record the episode, write the episode or interview people. It would take about an hour. But now my creative process actually takes <laughs> takes more time than my editing process, which is beautiful because as an introvert, I love being created. So now with this in mind, with this framework in mind, understanding tools, understanding how things can work together, applying my engineer philosophy to it to be able to streamline processes, this is the framework. This is the heart of the framework that I put together. And this is the framework I use not only to see the results, but I have gotten results with my clients for this. And just doing these simple things by understanding the business reason behind it, by going back and examining your podcast process, this right here alone has had a dramatic impact from people just basically walking away from their podcast. Because I, I just can't take it. I'm not getting the results that I was expecting to see, and it's just taking up too much of my time. But when you can go back through and shortcut that learning curve, because for me, this took years, right? But when you can shortcut that learning curve, right? Apply the framework. It's simple and it gets real results. And not only for my business, but for my clients' businesses as well. So I know I've thrown a lot at you in this particular episode. And my hope is that you will actually take the time to sit down and do these exercises yourself. Even if you think that your podcast is just as efficient as it is, get the process out of your head, put it down on paper, and then just start asking yourself the very tough questions. Now, those few hours that you invest in that time could potentially save you a lot of stress, right? Just realigning your podcast to your business goals and your huge and your objectives. But it can also save you a lot of time as well, which is absolutely invaluable. I mean, if you could get one day of your life back every single week, I mean, what kind of price tag do you put on that? You know, I, I couldn't, I couldn't even if I tried. Anyways, like I said before, I'm a podcast coach and this is my framework. If you want to work with me, if you're struggling with your podcast, if you're not knowing what your, the real purpose of your podcast is, you can visit podcastingwithcliff.com. You can sign up for a session. And what we can do is then we can really turn your podcast into a real marketing machine that aligns with your business goals and objectives. And more importantly, be able to help you get valuable time back. If you're thinking about launching a podcast, this would be a great time to, to have somebody step in and be able to say, you know what? I went through the school of hard knocks. I've learned how to do it wrong. I've also learned how to do it right. And then be able to steer this from the path. I mean, not having to follow that awful learning curve that I did, I would not want to wish that onto anybody. So with that being said, my friends, I have thoroughly enjoyed sharing with you my framework today. It's been absolutely awesome. I don't get to talk about this enough, but I'm going to talk about it a lot more on this podcast. <laughs> 
And with that being said, I will catch you in the next episode. Hey everyone, if you're enjoying these episodes, then you really should check out podcastingwithcliff.com. We've got all kinds of resources to help introvert entrepreneurs just like you to excel in their business using simple podcasting techniques. And the concepts that I talk about in this podcast, we do a really deep dive into what it means to truly be an introvert entrepreneur and how you can use your innate traits to truly dominate your niche. Come over to podcastingwithcliff.com and check it out for yourself. Until next time, 